What's up? Welcome to the Musical Mindset Podcast. We updated our name because the last one was mainly just like a placeholder, you know, but... Yeah, this one has more personality to it, some more identity, you know, like it really fits with us. But yeah, welcome to the podcast. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Jermaster. Grant. And uh, today there is no fourth uh, person with us because we decided for this interview, it's going to be us three interviewing each other since we all have a background in um, music. To get it started off, um, how, how are we all doing today, this morning? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling fine. Feeling good? You feeling fine? That's nice. That's nice. How about you? I'm pretty good. I mean, I slept a ton last night. Slept so. a ton. Yeah, that's good. Same. But to uh, hop straight into it, I'm um, speaking of this morning. You guys said you're feeling good. Um, any music that you guys listen to this morning? Um, you know, I had to start my day with a little bit of Kanye. A little bit of Kanye. Okay. What well, what songs did you listen to? You know, uh, some of his songs from graduation, and then a little bit of his newer songs. You know. Mm, new stuff. So the stuff that like Kanye does on social media, like none of that concerns you. You just there for the music. Yeah. You know. Nah, I feel you. I'm the same. I'm the same. Of course, it always depends on the situation and context. But nine times out of ten, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna just be there for the music. I know when to separate the music from the artist. Yeah. At, at least in my personal opinion. Um, and I think that's a topic that comes up when talking about Kanye and both. Another name that pops into my head is uh Melly. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 Melly. That's that's another big one of trying to separate the music from the artist. Some people believe that Melly's innocent. You know, some people believe he's 100% guilty. And, you know, some people have decided to stop listening to his music because of it. Some people don't care. Um, I mean, there's plenty of other names we can mention, like R. Kelly. Like, the the names could just could just go it's, on. It's a long list. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a very long list. And if you were to read down the crimes and charges of all that list, you would not think we were talking about, like, musical artists or something <laughs> yeah, along no. those lines. Uh, but what about you, Grant? What did you listen to this morning? Um, I was mainly just checking out a couple of bands that have been on my list, one of which is this group Grieve. They're pretty new down in Florida. I think metalcore, some kind of metal, hardcore maybe, um, but they're pretty good. Uh, I think they got a lot of potential. So. How, how did you find them? Um, there's this dude on Instagram. Uh, he's in a band too. I'm blacking out on the name, but he goes by Hardcore Keem. He does like metal breakdown reactions. They're, he's pretty good because he finds these like really really underground bands i mean i'm talking like a hundred followers on like uh instagram or something mm. barely findable anywhere else and he'll just find these really just unknown guys and they're they're pretty good it sounds like that takes a lot of effort yeah especially on his part at the i mean but that's good uh finding you know smaller smaller bands giving them some exposure especially if they got the talent to deserve it um, you love hearing stuff like that. A question that popped into my head while you were speaking, um, I wouldn't call it like like a psychological question or anything like that. But, you know, it, it does require a little bit of deep thought. Um, and it's the question, like, do you consider yourself a musician? I feel like there's a lot of ways that you can be involved in music, but also maybe not like call yourself a musician or just some people who don't have the confidence to call yourself a music, to call themselves a musician because they feel like it's a title they have to earn. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. I'm kind of with that like last comment there. It's like, I would really love to start like really making music and like learning instruments and stuff. And, you know, I would love to be a musician, but I just don't think I have like really earned that title yet. Mm. So, but one day I definitely want to, 
you know, build up and eventually I can maybe call myself a real like musician. Nah, I feel you. I feel you on that. Like same here. You know, I could do a lot of different instruments. I could play a lot of different instruments. I could just do a lot of things. It's just I have a very distinct style of like music and like little genres that I do that I like to incorporate in a lot of my music. Personally, I consider myself an artist or like other people would consider me like an artist instead of a musician. But I feel like I haven't really earned that title yet until I really, you know, do something, you know, break into the mainstream, you know, just like be big with it. You know, just like how Kanye, he earned his title as an artist. The dudes create clothing lines, music. He basically started a new genre of music. I mean, with the concept of like thinking, like with the concept of earning something, usually that means that at least for yourself personally, you set like a definition or a set image of what that thing is. To feel like you need to earn something, I guess it, you want to reach that that limit, that threshold of where you think that thing is. Yeah. So, like, what is your definition of being a musician? Um, I feel like I'll be able to kind of like really call myself a musician when you know I can finally like really like finally learn guitar mm. uh, and you know i can like make music that's my own and it feels like my own i can put my own like passion and like thoughts into that i think that's kind of the goal i've set for myself is that once i can finally like really like thoroughly express myself through my music and stuff that's when i've kind of reached my goal so if you were to like if you had to describe the music experience that you've had like in your life thus far to somebody how would you describe it uh, what do you mean by like music experience like like up to this point in your life like anything musical that you've done um any skills or talents that you have that you know would just be considered musical is, my, my dad he's really good at guitar he's like entirely self-taught so when i was maybe 10 or so he tried to teach it to me now no offense to my dad or anything he's not like the greatest teacher right <laughs> or just like the way he was teaching me wasn't just just wasn't really working for mm. how i was how i probably needed to learn and so that didn't really work and i kind of gave up for a while but he did give me one of his guitars so i've at least had the opportunity to kind of reapproach it on my own a couple times here and there and whenever i do i do make progress and i do get better with it but it's just like sticking with it is kind of a problem with me um because it's like i'll be really into it for like a couple months um and then i might get distracted for a week maybe focus on something else for you know like a, a couple days a week and then i'll just find that getting back into like practicing every day and stuff it's just really difficult and it just makes me have these like really long hiatuses that i really wish weren't there because like i said i really wish i could like actually just learn guitar i mean with guitar in particular i mean you know just just with any um instrument or just just any goal you know cons consistency is going to be like a big factor a lot of people see it as like an entry level in instrument I, a lot of people find it cool um because it's like it's very common to hear so many songs just use a guitar and most of the times you're not sitting there thinking about what instruments are in the song unless I have that type of habit. I know some people do. But, you know, when you're sitting there listening, nine times out of ten, you're not thinking about how literally all you're hearing right now are guitars making different melodies. You're hearing a bunch of frequencies and that sound makes music. Um, and every time I think about that, it just like puts me in awe.
and it makes me appreciate music, you know, more all over again, especially rock, because that's the main, well, that's one of the main genres um, that really uses electric guitar to its like full potential. And I mean, to really use electric guitar to its full potential, it involves having multiple genres because there's just so much you could do with the instrument, you know, same for piano. You know, anything else, it just has a lot of notes, has a lot of keys and like a really big range. Right. And it's convenient to use. Uh, I really sure like look into like more foreign instruments. You know, just being an American, you don't see a lot of them. Every now and then you'll like come across a, maybe like an Instagram post of like these foreign cool looking instruments that you've never seen before, but sound really good. Right. Um. You know, maybe if I become like a traveling musician one day, I'll be able to come across all of them, you know, write them down, make notes about them. Like I'm collecting a Pokédex on instruments or something. <laughs> that that would be like a fun goal. Very expensive one. Yeah. yeah. Especially as a musician, because I mean, there's only so many ways to make money as a musician, especially on the go. I, I guess like the first thing I think of is just grabbing an acoustic guitar, going to a train station and putting a hat out. But like to do that everywhere you go, yeah, I don't know. It's just you know getting into the music industry is a hard thing. Yeah, yeah it's a hard business. It's expensive too. You know, like pretty much everywhere you go, it doesn't matter what instrument you want to play or what kind of musician you want to be. Everything like the tools you need to be that be like a really good musician. They're they're just expensive. Like with guitar, if you want to take lessons. Those are expensive. The guitar itself is expensive. I mean, of course, mm -hmm. you can, you've got really cheap ones, um, but of course, they're cheap guitars, yeah, yeah. so they can only go so far. A lot of the times, what I've seen with like your classic, like normal beginner guitars, is that the strings are very cheap. If you buy a very basic, you know, beginner guitar, how you can tell the difference between that between a regular guitar and a beginner guitar? Usually, beginner guitars are smaller. And they just have a, like a more simpler design. The beginning guitar, the strings are just like abysmal. Like you should replace them instantly. Like keep them for a month max. You know, just go ahead and buy just one pack that'll have, you know, multiple strings in a bag for, you know, each one. And you'll be much, much, much better off than using those basic stock guitar strings. Because one, they're going to they're gonna break on you like in oh, yeah. no time. Especially as a beginner, if you're not taught how to properly struck and you're going ham on those strings, they are going to break 100%. And even if they don't, they're just going to sound bad after a while. Like right. after that one month of usage, they're they're going to sound used up. Yeah, right. they're going to sound used up. And I, I don't know why they come like that. They just do. Maybe it's to get you to buy more strings. Either way, it's, it's, it's a must at this point. Some guitar tips. Uh, Tremonte, do you have any interest in like guitars? I mean, I kind of do. Yeah, I like guitars. Hmm? You play bass, right? Yes, I play bass. How long have you been playing bass? I want to say since 2019. So. What got you into it? You was playing for like a church or something? Nah, actually, because I was like looking at um, it, I was going through a phase. Phase. I was I was going through a phase. What kind of phase? It's like punkish, popish type phase. You know. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. Like it, it was bad. Never again. But <laughs> so I was like learning how to play bass, so you know I could like you know start a band at school, you know, and hopefully make it big. Obviously, it didn't work at all. There's still hope. Were you self-taught? Yes, I was self-taught. Self-taught. How how did you try to learn? YouTube. YouTube. A lot of YouTube. 
mm-hmm. and these scammy uh, websites. Scammy yeah. websites. Mm. Yeah. I haven't even thought about that. Like learning an instrument through a website. That's not even something I've considered. I mean, it's an idea. I mean, like I've seen apps and stuff like that, like for a phone, like musician. I always thought they were fun. Like I always thought they were more for, they would be more for fun than they would be for learning. Honestly, yeah. I feel like it's something you would get if you already know guitar and you just want to test something out. But, you know, I don't know. I never tried out the app. You know, if you're a beginner, I say go for it. Have you ever seen like them little ads on YouTube and stuff? How it's like always like a person and they'd be like, I could teach you the secrets of learning a, a guitar in like 30 days. Oh, yeah. And you get so many of those. <laughs> Hundreds of dollars for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, teach you how to play guitar in the 30 days. The girls love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nah. I always stay away from that stuff, especially because luckily we're growing up in age of like technology where you, you do have these tools like YouTube. And there's plenty of people on there that have uploaded completely free like guitar videos. Uh, mm-hmm. I think his name's Marty Music or something. Marty Music. Um, really good, like, beginning t- guitar tutorials. That's where I've been learning a lot of it from. I, I always get those ads where it's like, download this app and then pay the subscription to use all these beginning features. Yeah, man. It's always such, like, a disappointment when you see that. The thing about the internet is that so, like, so often it's too good to be true. Right. Yeah. But that's such an important lesson you learn off the internet. More often than not, it's going to be too good to be true. Um, and, you know, that's why a lot of people go to more, like, in-person, you know, quote-unquote, more trustworthy places. Because, I mean, there are, like, those internet scams, but in real life, you know, which is a rare case more often than not. But you'd be surprised how often it can happen. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, Like, have y'all ever been in band, like, in middle school or high school? Um, I took band in middle school. How many years? Only a year. Only a year? What year? Um, I was in sixth grade. Sixth grade. So your first year in and no not after that? No. Why not? I mean, the the band teacher a little bit. And also, because, like I hated the flute. The flute. I hated it. I hated it. They put you on flute? Yes. You didn't have a you didn't have a choice. You had to be on flute. They didn't let you pick. That just doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Like no. an instrument you've never been on. No experience. You don't even know if you like it. Yeah, like having no interest. But yeah, nah. That, that I can see how that could discourage people from wanting to continue to be in band. But other than the teacher and what they forced you to play, like how was it? Like, what school did you go to? Which band program? I went to Githens. Githens? Yeah. I heard Githens had a pretty good band. Yeah, it was. Or at least now they do. When I was there, it was, it was mid. Mid? It was mid. A mid band. That's tough. Yeah. And it was especially because, like, I was already uh, experienced in a lot of other instruments, like, more than the people already in there. And it was just, like, frustrating. It was really frustrating. So, like, you grew up playing instruments? Yeah. How how that happened? Like, is anybody in your family, like, a big musician and they put you on? No. No? No. You were just like, hey, I'm a baby, but I like music. It all started with the punishment. The punishment? Yeah. Because, like, I think I was, like, six. And I did something. I forgot what I did. But, like, after that, I had, I was, like, made to, like, you know, practice the piano. And I hated it. I, I At first, I, I really hated it. Like, I, I hated it so much. <laughs> but I just hated it, bro. And it's So just your like, punishment was to play the piano? Yes. And it worked because you hated it? 
Interesting choice of punishment. Yeah, like, did you hate the piano because it was the punishment, or did you already hate the piano prior to the punishment? I already hated the piano. What? It was just like, <laughs> I was really, really small as a child. I was looking up at that piano. It was kind of like... It's intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, those things are yeah. big. And it was also hard to learn my small hands hitting the big keys. I was just like... It was a piano in your house? No. No. I had to go to some stranger's house <laughs> that I didn't know at all. The neighborhood piano lessons. That's Without quite the like said. elaborate punishment. Right? <laughs> like this is a, it's a very elaborate punishment. It it, it kind of sounds like the type of punishment they would think up like trying to be masterminds. Like if they're trying to turn them into like the next TV wonder. You know what that sounds like? It kind of sounds like it's out of one of those like 2000s Disney Channel movies or the... <laughs> It's like some angsty teenage girl in high school and her parents force her to go play music and she becomes like some star somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Cool rock something. That's yeah. yeah, that sounds like the plot of like any Disney movie like ever and from the early two thousands. Yeah. What what about you? Have you ever been in a band program in or out of school? Not band. I was in orchestra in middle school. And I was in that for the majority of it, I started kind of like this half thing in sixth grade. And I was like, this is cool. I was playing the viola way better than the violin, by the way. Really? Yeah, it's not squeaky. <laughs> okay, solid. So I continued on seventh grade. That was pretty cool. But then, unfortunately, COVID hit like mm. right at the height of kind of when I was into it. So we did, it, we did everything virtual at that point. And I still kind of like, I stuck with it a little bit through seventh grade, but when eighth grade hit, it was just like, I kind of just lost the motivation, not only for orchestra, but just for school at that point. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That so makes I, a lot of sense. I was just totally out of it. And, you know, it kind of sucks because looking back on it, I I got to wonder where I would be now if, you know, COVID hadn't happened. I probably would have stuck with orchestra and maybe I would have gotten on to go on that really cool trip you guys mm. went on. <laughs> a little jealous, but. <laughs> I mean, there's always uh, chances in the adult life uh like for stuff like that maybe even more uh depending on where you go the only thing is you know it's just a lot more independence right. um you really have to go out there and get it you know it it's, it's a really go get type type world um you live in especially in the music scene like i said earlier getting into the industry is hard it is difficult there are so many musicians aspiring artists that still have to go out there and live that nine to five while they work on their craft until Hopefully they can make a break that can give them a break. Um, but unfortunately, that hope usually doesn't come. There's a lot of luck involved. You yeah. know, even if even if you have the talent or skill, there is a lot of luck involved. It's about who you know. Yeah, yeah, who you know, your location, um, the trends, you know, the resources you have, you know, your money. Um, speaking of both of those things, you know, I find the whole concept of industry plants interesting. Mm. Like a whole company getting an artist and just hyping them up, you know, having writers drop the most generic songs, having to make the most basic and and just and just filling up the catalog with a whole bunch of trash. Like personally, like I have you ever heard of like Fresh X Freckles? Yes, I have. Yeah, um, yeah. Like personally, I find them funny. I find them funny. I didn't even know they made music at first. I, I like I really I didn't know what I don't know what I thought they did, but I didn't I did not know that they are musicians. Their song Blakey is number one and it's been number one for a minute. 
And if that's not, if they aren't the most obvious industry plants in the world, I don't know who is. Like, I don't think, like, the word industry and plant don't combine in my mind often. Maybe, right. like, a couple of times a year at most. But when I see them, it's just so, so obvious. And it's not like I even have a problem with it. I mean, I think it's stupid when you, like, overrun the charts with a whole bunch of generic artists mm-hmm. that you're trying to, like, blow up. Now that, 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 that that's, that's lame. Like, right, that's super right. lame. But... I don't know. It's, I just I just kind of find it funny how it's not even based on skill a lot of the times. It's, it's, yeah. Sometimes it can completely be based off of connections and money. Right. And sometimes they do have some like slight talent, but it's like mediocre at best. It's not much compared to some other artists that are just completely underground. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, I it's like another reason why I can't even be mad at it is because like I can't even blame them. Because yeah. imagine just being normal and then just getting picked up one day and just, like these guys want to make you famous. Oh hell yeah! No, like, I, I, yeah. If I was offered like hundreds of thousands of dollars in a successful music career, I'd take it. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. <laughs> Who wouldn't? And of course, there are like risks and cons, like it not being a sustaining career. But like after the whole stake is done, you've made and, your money. Yeah, you've made your money, and you can, you can chill if you want. Or if you're smart, you can go ahead and start making more money. Maybe even, you know, actually, like, gain popularity for something more of your own. Right. And then build up off of that. If that's if not, if not, that's really what you wanted to do. Um. Oh, yeah, and I forgot I had this question for you earlier when you were mentioning orchestra and being in it. So I guess, you know, you've had your fair share of sheet music. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely had to do some... Um, I'm not gonna lie, I suck at reading sheet music. I feel you, same, yeah. same, 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 same. The only the only reason I can read sheet music is because I have to do it, mm-hmm. like just just cause of the classes I'm in. But it's not something I like practice doing. Um, like like even in middle school, like I, if I got it, then I got it. It's like I, I never practice reading sheet music because personally, I've just more been of like you know, hear it and play it. Right. Like I'm like sheet music helps to think about it and like it's like because you have to think about it two different ways sheet music can help me think about it in more of a structured way while listening and playing can just help me like feel it better right because like if you're actively just like listening for the music you're going to be you get along with like the groove of it Mm -hmm. and i think it's more it's easier to like play along with it but if you're just playing like solo i guess sheet music does help because you can it's just better organization i guess yeah yeah it it's just another way of thinking about it you know um it just it just puts numbers into where the music is um like sometimes i have to like combine like i'll like look at some sheet music and then listen to the song and then really just try to piece them together match them up as best as i can because i mean sometimes i may be able to feel the groove but there's just like this certain beat that i keep forgetting or that i'm not feeling in which case i would have to think about it in terms of sheet music and uh one and dot it so i'll hold it and then you know then then there's a uh, i can uh, mute right there wait and then you know it's it's so much but sometimes it works you know like Marching band is one of the most interesting things to me because, like, 
that's a lot of people out there with no music they're looking at remembering how to play this music while walking at the same time even running sometimes and while all like in a formation and stuff i admire it it's a lot of work it it makes me interested on how like on how our brains like people who play instruments on how their brains are wired compared to like just people who don't yeah or just people who are artists compared to people who aren't like the difference between how our brains decide to work in terms of creativity yeah i I feel like a lot of the like mental aspects of music and like playing it and making it it's it's a lot it's like really interesting Mm because there's definitely like a clear difference in the way that people think all right so like what was your experience growing up with Um, music and stuff for me just off the jump i was surrounded by music just because like my family not so much my friends like when i was younger you know you can like music but you know there really wasn't many kids that were interested in music right and if and if they were they were like prodigies at it or something right you know so at the age where there was just music surrounding me I was, it was like, this is my family members, like my dad. My dad was really into Michael Jackson. He used to be a Michael Jackson impersonator when he was younger. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> so when I was very young, like five or six, he like put me on a Michael Jackson. He gave me like this DVD player and he gave me a Michael Jackson disc with like a whole bunch of his songs on it. And I would just listen to those songs over and over. Like Michael Jackson is the first person I became a fan of. Like, as far as music, and like, the only person for a long, long time until I became a teenager. Like, the only person I could, like, actually say I was a fan of was Michael Jackson. Because I, I I don't say I'm a fan of people, like, just casually. Like, right. I have to genuinely be into the music and the person. Right, right. For me to say, like, I'm, I'm a full-blown fan. So, when I was five or six, my dad put me on a Michael Jackson, and that got me interested in, like, trying his moves out and stuff like that. So, I started dancing like him for a while. And I even had like some performances where I would, you know, like dance to Michael Jackson. Yeah, dan- dance like and to be like in like different eras as well. I remember in like elementary school, they had like a whole school assembly, and they wanted me to do like Michael Jackson dancing on stage. Really? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And they had like a whole like they got like four other students to do choreographed dances behind just me like solo <laughs> dancing. That yeah, I think. That was like my first ever like concert experience because it was just me, a microphone, the whole elementary school student body. Just it, it felt weird as 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 a kid. Oh yeah, having that type of crowd, that type of audience just on you, was wild. And they even let me like say like a little one liner after the music stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have just like. Like really set it in place. Yeah, it set the flame for like my passion for performing. For one, yeah, I, I would say that I would say it was that event that set my flame for performing. Um, because in elementary school, I, I just had a lot of performances, but most were dances. I'm not gonna lie, in elementary school, I, I was a very dance kid. I was a very dancey kid. I even you still had got me- the moves. I haven't tried them in so long. I, I don't. I don't think I want to try to pull them out. I think. I think I'm gonna keep them in the vault. But like, I had musically. And stuff like that. Like, my friend put me on the Musical.ly. And it was... Something. Yeah, it was something. Um, It, it, it like, ironically got me in music even more. But, you know, looking back at it, of course, I find it cringy. I mean, yikes. I was, like, in fourth or fifth grade. But at the very least, 
he got me more into music and my brother played trumpet in high school both my god brother and my immediate brother they both played trumpet and i was like that's cool like my mom would bring me to like their parades and stuff like that and i would always think like the marching band sounds so good like I, i just thought the music sounded good nothing more than that And i was like it would be cool if i could do that too so when i when it was time to sign up for middle school i clicked that little check mark for for band and it just took off from there when i when i went there he wanted to start a jazz band a teacher right he just put me on bass guitar like he just assigned roles like nobody chose anything he was just like bass guitar i could be playing any instrument today it would all be based on him sorry this was in middle school yeah you were like bass guitar in middle school yeah sixth grade where'd you go i went to lowes grove oh really yeah that's cool and like the very next day i bought the bass like i went home told my mom she was like all right let's go so uh, we went bought the bass and then i just started learning from there um, of course he would teach of course he taught me how to play it a little bit, but I would have to say I'm mostly self-taught. And I think for anybody that's learning an instrument, self-taught, the main motivator, the main thing that's gonna keep you pushing is learning songs that you like or learning songs that you love. Because yeah, yeah hearing and seeing yourself playing it. It's just gonna like make you want to do it more. Yeah, right. that, that's that's the only thing I can really say. Cause I can understand uh, consistency being a hard thing to do, especially if you never ever touch the instrument. But as just just do something you like. Do something like even if the song is hard, just go for it. Like even if you have to learn it like very very slowly, it just has to be something you like. Like picking up a guitar and just looking up beginner videos on YouTube just following instructions blindly like i'm not gonna say it's not gonna get you anywhere because it all depends on how you learn but for most humans it's not going to it's it's not it's not gonna help you out it's not gonna do anything for you until you get that passion to just actually learn yeah because that's what it's gonna take that's what's gonna you already took the first step paid over like 200 for your guitar amp strap and everything else you're ever gonna need to play guitar now the next step is like actually having some passion grow right. from it. I can I can kind of attest to that. You touched on something I'd kind of forgotten about, but like guitar tabs and stuff. That's probably one thing I should I I'm definitely gonna try to put more into like my practice because for a while I was practicing only on guitar practice or guitar like tabs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was really kind of excited about that because I was playing these songs that I was able to listen to and then I could kind of play them. And that's a really cool feeling to like mm-hmm hear yourself be playing these songs that you like really never thought you could and then like you know a month or two later I, I stopped doing tabs and just solely focused on like you know chords and like all the like technicality stuff of it and really just like I said I, I just stopped doing tabs for the most part and that's when I kind of like that's when it started to like, fade out a little bit because I wasn't I guess seeing that progress right anymore yeah no that's a good point not seeing progress will also discourage people into wanting to put it down um but that's just another obstacle of being self-taught if you don't know the way that you learn and the way that you learn could also depend from what you're trying to learn as well uh the best advice to that is to just try to learn in different ways um but yeah i I get what you mean Uh, like wanting to try to advance like your skills after you've been at a comfortable place for a while so you know 
you try to like move on to something different. Personally, I would say it's more worth it to just like keep doing what you were doing versus trying to learn something new that you don't really enjoy. Uh, like if, if you if it really had to come down to it, I mean, there's always going to be improvement somewhere in some way, um, no matter how you like playing your guitar. Just just because there's this is such a long history of guitar. Um, I wish I wish I wish I could tell it. But I, I know I know it spans over like years, like oh, yeah. even back to when it wasn't called a guitar. Like, yeah, I, I guess like lutes can, are just easy early examples anybody can think of off the top of their head. And I mean, like you were talking about earlier, like all these different almost like guitar like instruments across the world. I mean, I've I've blocked out of the names, but I know. There were ones in like Asia. There were ones in Africa. There were like South American ones. I mean, it's literally everywhere. You had yeah. something, like, like the guitar. I guess a kind of a predecessor to it. Yeah, pe- people find strings and like put them in different positions and just t- test it out. I find harps really cool. Harps are cool. Yeah, yeah. You like? I don't think I've ever seen one in real life. I don't even think I ever heard one play in real life, but the way they look, the way they're designed, is just really interesting. And I've, if you can play one, like utmost respect to you, because what? I know. How does that like, instrument work? Like, I, actually, in real life, they're they're really big. Like, oh yeah, no, they are tall. It's just like a piano, but on its yeah like, side. And like the strings are really hard because I I tried to play one elementary school and it did not work at all. I could not get the strings to budge at all, and I was just forget it. Yeah, but they they sound beautiful. They do. They sound so beautiful. Like I get why people associate them with like having angels and stuff like that Mm -hmm. on light, because that that's just the way it sounds. You know, music has moods. Right. And and that's just one of the things. Like actually, just it's built in the humans. Like we we can tell humans are pretty pretty sensitive creatures just by nature i feel like we're, we're pretty much in touch um like due to like the way we've evolved we've some people like do this disattach from that part of themselves but you know i always think like it's endless like like music i i just find this is one of the core elements like right. a world without sound just thinking about it that it, it sounds surreal to just say out loud it doesn't even sound like it's possible. Imagine exactly. like living a day to day life with no sound, it's no like music at so all. It's so ingrained in the way that we work. It's like you just couldn't. Yeah, genuinely, there, there's a lot of science to music that I don't know about just because I've just been like more just surface level. Mm-hmm. But I don't know to get to the point where you know the science of music, you might have to go like past college level, to be honest. Because I mean, I don't know, college really splits music up into, like, college gets really specific with music, which I find interesting. But I'm I'm also really happy about because, I mean, any college you go to, there's probably some type of music program. And I'm, and I'm glad that's the way it is. Hopefully, eventually, like, colleges in the future will have at least one of everything that somebody will want to do. Yeah. yeah. And to kind of, like, touch on schools and music, um, it's kind of sad to see that, like, a lot of elementary schools – are kind of moving away from that like mm. the one i went to forest view by the time i left our music teacher basically was pretty much homeless in our school they had taken her room away from her mm. and it was like a second grade room then but basically she had to wheel around this like cart with everything she needed on it, it would just come to That's... people's classrooms oh. i 
it, it was really sad to see. Yeah, it. That's, that sounds sad to hear. I've never heard of anything like that yeah. ever. And every yeah. single little category, like it. it caught- and uh, it wasn't just like it, it was a lot of just like performing arts kind of things that were kind of fading out too. Because I know we had a dance class for a while, but I think up in either like second or third grade, but it, I just it just stopped happening, and there just weren't any more like dance classes and. You know, it's just kind of like sad to see that those parts are being left out of that area, that like time period. In people's yeah, lives. yeah. So I feel like, especially children, are very impressionable. Super. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a good point. So, you know, they they'll look at that music, or they'll take they might take music class and be like, "This is awesome," and you know, they might stick with it for the rest of their life. But if they don't get that like early exposure, it's like well, when growing up, they might just not be as intertwined with music as, you know, a lot of us are today. You know, that, that, that's an amazing point. Like, music education needs to be in school, I would say at all levels, just because it's so important to so many people. It's just, it's, and like in, in today's world, in today's reality, it's just, it's just too important. It's, it's just too core like I'm really, I'm really trying to refrain from you, like using the word element, but that that that's just how basic the foundation of music is to just this world that we live in now. Right. Like, let's say like humans didn't exist and it was just the animals of this world. Like, funny enough, I still think that there would be some type of music. I mean, of course there would be some there type of music because I mean birds, birds are, exactly are a big one. And I mean, uh, some some species of animals just make songs in order to mate. Like, right. so music is still gonna be everywhere just because it's nature. Like, it's just sound is entwined with nature. And when you put a brain to sound, that brain can manipulate that sound to sound good. It it can take what frequencies it likes, play them in whatever order it likes, and it sounds good to them. And I also saw this experiment where. It, they played a chord, like 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 a basic chord, like a like an A major chord, to somebody who was like an American who knows the traditional, you know, chord patterns and changes. They played it to them and it sounded good. Then they changed one key to sound off. And then when they played it again, they were like, "It sounds bad." Of course, it's one key off from being hitting the right note. But then they played it again to somebody who's in from a foreign country, somebody who isn't familiar with the way western music is they played both the the chord and then the chord with one key off and the foreign male said that both of them sounded just as good to him like they both sounded like not the same but just as pleasant yeah that's what it sounded just as pleasant that's really interesting yeah it it got it got my brain rolling like because when i heard it of course it sounded like there was in my mind i was like there's no way that can sound good to me in like any context but then I had to stop and like somehow I did I like I really tried my hardest to put myself in his shoes of hearing that and it sounding just as good as the first one. As like a normal chord, like every note hits the right pitch. I it, it was it was just an interesting experiment. And I saw that a long time ago, like middle school. And I think that stuck with me to some extent. Yeah. I feel like that might kind of highlight the just cultural differences and how mm-hmm. each society we have approaches music and just how different like the notes and the structure of it all are yeah music and culture go 
deep routes very very deep routes super deep and i mean i mean all music is related to some culture and some 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 kind of way like every genre there there, there's some culture it relates back to because i feel like culture pretty much makes like the music certainly like like where you're from where you're at how you feel and just 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 the vibe because i mean there's so much about music that's just that's just about feeling it exactly yeah there's just so much about music that's just about feeling it and going about the flow of things and that that, that's just a core element to enjoying it as well as understanding it right because i mean I, i don't know if there's anything about music that we don't know or haven't discovered yet because, I mean, we know all the notes that there are, but there's technically an infinite combination of them. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the only way for music to technically be different throughout, you know, the centuries that it's been around. Right. I mean, and it's also kind of wondrous to think about because it's been around for so long. I mean, like thousands of years. And, you know, we're still hearing things that sound unique, that have like never been heard before and it's it's just really cool that music can last that long and supposedly only have so many sounds that we can hear yep. yet keep like evolving over time I, I just think it's a really cool thing about music that it's just always growing always like expanding kind of yeah i mean it's it's just extremely impressive just on, on a basic level like your average humans like music knowledge today is probably like better than the average person's music music knowledge let's say like 100 years ago like like uh so like 18 no not 1820 1920 like your average person in 1920 probably wouldn't know squat literally about music just like on a normal regular basis but nowadays it's so what so worldwide it's so widespread it's so much it it makes money, and because of that, it's become just a global phenomenon. Just music, and also the stuff that capitalize off of music, right? Like the companies that that come with it, because that there's just there's just some companies that when you think of music, that that company is also going to pop up in your head, and yeah. that's exactly what they want. That's, right. that's exactly what they're going for. They designed it to be that way. Because it, it makes money, whatever whatever makes money is that companies are gonna try to push that around the world. Like some companies use little jingles for you to remember their mm-hmm. little products. Mm-hmm. Jingles, you no know, emotion, you know. Right, like and just... they're really taking advantage of the social media age. Like TikTok is a huge place for music mm-hmm. and blowing it up and getting it popular and having it known literally any and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's also. I don't know if it's intentional, but they've created like the perfect marketing, both for uh, like smaller artists to get known, but also for themselves. Because, you know, when like a song blows up on TikTok, it's everywhere on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. You can't scroll like 10 videos without seeing it. And it it's you may not realize it, but it, it's actively marketing TikTok because you would start associating it as like, you know, a TikTok song. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And then you just associate that person as like a TikTok artist. And mm-hmm. I, I really, do, I don't know if they do it intentionally, but like, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. It, 
I mean, if they do, it's absolutely genius. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 too it's too good. It's too good. That's <laughs> yeah. the only reason why it's such a global phenomenon nowadays. And I mean, like if if I had TikTok back and back like when we were younger, like let's say TikTok was like a 2012, no, like around the same time as Vine. Mm-hmm. Like if they are like competitors or something, I'm really curious about like how how TikTok would have had trends back in the early 2000s. That's simply because they started a little bit differently. I know YouTube was a big king of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you, YouTube was just a. I ain't. I ain't gonna lie. If it wasn't for YouTube, I probably wouldn't be a musician today. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Because because music is just a place that it, YouTube is just a place that exposes that stuff to you, especially right. as a kid. You know, if you're just a kid on kid on YouTube, you know, like especially if your parents aren't the type to like really like restrict what you watch. Mm-hmm. You know, don't put you on YouTube Kids or anything. There, there's a lot that's gonna be like pushed out to you, just just like being a consumer. And like you said, when you're a kid, it's very impressionable. Um, so when you when you're able to see the stuff, like kids kids back in the day, they couldn't see their favorite rappers most of the time. Right. Like if they didn't have phones, computers, you couldn't actually see the person you like hearing on the radio or stuff like that. But now kids can see the concerts. Kids can see the fame that these people have. You know, just just people can see the fame that these people have. Right. And, and the success. And that's that that's what starts the wave. I, I I would say I would say that that's what starts the wave. What kind of music did you grow up with? So I'm from Haiti. Um, so I grew up with a lot of different tastes of music than like most American people. Like yeah. more Caribbean style. Mm-hmm. Um and heavy use of the drums. We use the drums a lot. Oh yeah. Or like bongos. Um and so when I came here and I listened to American uh rap the first time, it was just like wow. Like that is that sounds so different from what I'm used to hearing. And it's just it was so complex and in its own, you know. And it's what really like got me started in that whole, you know, rap genre that rap thing so you like kind of admired how different it was in a way yeah that's cool that's cool especially like the origins of it also it was just like very interesting how like a small like kids from the poor part of new york could just like come together and create a global phenomenon just like that yeah and under the span of like 30 years too like oh yeah i know it I feel like the music of the the history of music is just really cool. No matter what genre, there's just yeah. so much history to it, and it's it's just really cool to think about. But yeah, like, uh, what about you? What did you grow up on? Um, so for me, my mom is is a Christian, and she's like like pretty heavy Christian too, yeah. like like pretty pretty devoted. So when I was young, of course, it wasn't like I was like not allowed to listen to stuff, but I was deterred from listening to anything. You know, that might have been, you know, too far out of the lines as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, So in terms of rap, I mean, my friends, my brothers, my cousins, all of them listened to it. But I didn't just simply because that's what my mom kept me away from. So I didn't have any interest in going and checking it out. Um, So my my interest in music as a kid, like, you know. I'm not gonna lie. I, when I was a kid, like ten, when I was ten years old, I was all on that like FNAF train, and there were so many FNAF songs 
that to this day I could just know off the top of my head. And be, it, I, I don't know, it's weird, but I think it's because I was able to like songs like that. I have an open mind when it comes to music. Yeah. Like people who might have just like been listening to rap since there was a baby, and like, and even to this day only listen to rap. They could, or even just one genre, they they get pretty in like like pretty close minded, you know. Right. Es- especially because you know with rap, you don't want to see be seen as like you know weird mm-hmm. or you know not tough. You know, you just want to have like these really trappy beats, you know, violent, hard lyrics, you know, crazy yeah. flow. Right. But you know, as a kid, I was I was listening to like you know video game soundtracks, same, same. Yeah. yeah, you know you know stuff like that, and you know it introduced me to a whole bunch of different kinds of music. But when I did finally get my hands on my first pair of headphones, the first song I ever listened to was um was it was by Fetty Wap, um I, I forgot which song it was, I think it might have been Trap Queen. I think it was Trap Queen. I remember oh, that was big. Yeah, yeah. I I plugged them in and I pressed play, and the music. I just remember it being so loud because I never had headphones before. These are like earbuds too, mm. so I stuck them in, and it was just like so loud. But that, that that song went so hard. Like it 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 was out like elementary school too. I was like ten years old, bopping my head in the car to some Fetty Wap, because. I was never allowed to before. Yeah. I was never allowed to before. And then I came across Lil Wayne and Eminem. Mm-hmm. And that's what set me off. Cause it was with Lil Wayne and Eminem. I started like trying to do what they do, like reenact. Mm-hmm. Like I learned rap God in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I would rap some of Lil Wayne's songs. It's like that's when I started like singing the lyrics with the songs. And from that point on my mom didn't like restrict my music as much because I'm getting older and I would just find more and more and more things and I've always been the type to you know like not have like a favorite genre or anything or a favorite artist I was just like I just like music like I didn't really start gaining more personality with my music until about late eighth grade early ninth grade Same. Same. And that because and, then I had enough life experience to start relating to music yeah and then it was those relatable songs those relatable artists that i would start like gravitating towards and it was less about just hearing what sounded good hearing what was on the charts hearing what's mainstream right now it's it's when i started to think about the music i was listening to Mm -hmm. because i could start relating to it exactly it's like when you it's like when you catch yourself looking out of a window thinking about that line you just heard like two minutes ago you're like on a whole different song now right so you know I, I grew up around different types different types i mean i was around a lot of gospel i, I was around, i was around a lot of gospel and to me gospel and jazz have like a lot of like similarities yeah. and i was i was around both when i was a kid and i i enjoy both even even now but it's not something i would just look up and listen to on my own yeah at least not gospel but jazz though i can mess with a little bit of jazz i i, I listen to akaboshi sometimes but he's he's interesting I always like to tell people his genre because it's just so weird. He's a Japanese folk singer, and he sings in English sometimes. And sometimes he'll sing in both languages. If you ever watch Naruto, he made the first ending when he also made the he also made another ending in the first Naruto, like called Yellow Moon. But he he's the one that got me in like the jazzy type stuff. And then London Yellow is probably the type that got me into SoundCloud. Oh, SoundCloud. 
that's that's like a huge part of my history when it comes to music. Just cause like we mentioned before on like the last episode, there's a lot of underground stuff, a lot of random stuff, a lot of weird stuff on SoundCloud. Yeah. Because anybody can post on it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, which I mean, I think it's just the beauty of it because it's just like oh yeah for sure yeah it's just this chaotic jumble of everything. <laughs> but it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun when it when it's like that. Yeah. Also, how a lot of artists gets discovered, mm-hmm. especially back in the day. Like, that's how other artists get discovered. That's how they learn the ropes. You know, that's how they get used to uploading and posting. It's just, you know, whoever thought of SoundCloud, they thought of a good idea. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. thought of a great idea. And it has grown into a great thing now. Um, The only thing I will be interested to see if it ever goes mainstream, which, yeah. you know, of course... If it if it does go mainstream, I'm not even sure how that would work because you know it's just it's like the underground. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't even know. I Can you be to. underground? Like, well, there are ways to be underground on a mainstream app, I guess. Yeah. But it's like being underground on Spotify is different than being underground on SoundCloud, right? Because <laughs> underground on SoundCloud it means oh, so you're just like everybody. Yeah. But uh, underground on Spotify is like oh, so you're one of those people who are like not famous, but on Spotify just trying to get like listeners, right? You know, just trying to start something up. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's that's just the only thing about SoundCloud I'm interested about seeing if it ever goes mainstream. I doubt they have any interest in doing so because because it's like their whole model. Just, yeah. 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 Going going trendy and going viral is what they do. Right. Like if they're already mainstream, already on the news, or like already being talked about twenty four seven, there's nothing to go really viral about if you're already being talked about anyways. Yeah. Right. So I I think SoundCloud has a little bit of a strategy when it comes to both balancing their music and also balancing themselves as a company because of course you know they want to they want to keep their underground artists but they also don't want to go broke right so they have to have a very careful balance for sure all right that was a very special episode very chill episode um thank you for listening in you know hopefully um you can relate to what we were talking about and form your own opinions of what we said as well i've been jeremiah uh Tremonte. grant And this has been the Musical Mindset Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next episode. Goodbye.